Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabriel Montalvo, ready to talk about the latest in the madhouse that is the political theater. But before we get started, guys, just one quick reminder to visit our new store at EmpireStateConservatives.com, the proceeds of which all go into fighting leftist oppression in New York. We have our brand new My Governor is a Tyrant t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now, and I wear it everywhere. I love it, and it's amazing. But Gabe, let's get started. First off, Killer Emperor Cuomo. So apparently, they released his tax uh, his tax returns, and he made about $5 million off of this book that he made about leadership during COVID. Now, as we all know, just a little bit of background for those of you who have not been here before or are a little bit ignorant of the facts, New York State had one of the worst COVID responses in the, actually, no, arguably, not one of arguably the worst COVID response in the entire nation. Highest death rate, highest death per capita, and highest death count. Okay, Governor Cuomo was nominated for an Emmy simply because people liked his press conferences and his pierced nipples. But Gabe, what do you make of, like, come on, $5 million? Like, that's like if I wrote a book on how to give birth in a bathtub. I don't know anything about it. Andrew Cuomo doesn't know anything about leadership, clearly. I think that's what you call uh, blood money, uh, literally blood money. Uh, you're profiteering off of people that have died. Uh, the fact that he uh, used some of the state's uh, money that's uh, facilitating their annual budget each year to purchase those books and to supply those books to others, uh, jacking up the, uh, the number one bestseller and all these other awards and prestige uh, that comes with it is simply horrible and just something that it's really truly disgusting think about it your grandmother or your family members have died and what does he do he writes a book and he'll probably just sell it back to you i would think that a real leader would actually send the money share some of the proceeds with some of the families that are affected by his horrible policies i mean this guy is absolutely disgusting first of all he gave himself a raise a few years ago and attached it to the budget, which makes him the highest paid governor in America. So not only is he the most underperforming governor per his salary, right? Worst performance per dollar. You're getting the least bang for your buck with Governor Cuomo. You did get the most COVID deaths for your buck with Governor Cuomo. I mean, this guy at every stretch, every single time he does something, it's the wrong move, right? We've seen it since the SAFE Act. The SAFE Act passes in the middle of the night. He pushes forth the Reproductive Health Act, attaches that to the budget. This guy is a tyrant, and he's not even a good one. I mean, technically he is. He follows kind of the leadership of, listen, not directly yet, because he doesn't have the same power, but Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, all these people, massive amounts of deaths on their hands. I mean, is that is? do you think that's what he's going for, or is he just that completely incompetent? Nah, he's he's going the distance. <laughs> uh, I, it, you know, this is a guy who will, who will sit there. Uh, doesn't matter how many people accuse him of sexual misconduct. No matter how many people tell him you killed my family, he'll sit there. And he has literally sat, sat there and said, uh, "I'm not going anywhere. I am not resigning. I did nothing wrong." He is either a pathological liar, uh, he or has some deep troubled uh, issues, or. This is somebody who is a very, very well aware of their 
if there are issues like a sociopath and just doesn't care. I think that's what we're truly dealing with here. This is a person who we've said on this show before has compared themselves to a mobster from the Godfather. Firstly, I don't want my leaders to compare themselves to organized crime families, fictitious or not. I mean, it sounds more like a power-hungry narcissist. I mean, that's really what I'm going with on this one. But it just, it's so, it's so tone deaf when you have all these people in this state losing everything, losing their businesses, losing their family members, losing their livelihoods. You know, domestic violence went up, suicide rates went up, drug abuse went up. Everyone in this state is suffering. And then he uses state funds to buy his own book and makes $5 million. Like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. The first thing he should have done was taken every single one of the those dollars and donated it to a, a charity for victims of COVID. Like, that, that's what he should have done. This guy is making, has not missed one paycheck. He's not missed one paycheck throughout COVID. But everyone else can just go get another job. He does not care. He only cares about himself. He only cares about his political career. He is, I've said it before, he is a political monster. That's all he does. Because this is the same guy who said he was a devout Catholic, devout Catholic and then pushed forward the Reproductive Health Act. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. You can't be devout Catholic and then say, it's okay to murder babies up until the day that they're born. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. He doesn't care. He really cares about nobody. He only cares about himself. And I don't want to be that guy, but I'm pretty sure that's why he got divorced. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was not, I was like, wow, that was a great setup. That I was even like, oh, where's he going to go with this? Nice. All right. So we're going for the, the divorce jokes. Talk about low-hanging fruit. I mean, he failed, he's failed at everything. He failed in marriage, and he's failed as governor of this state. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's time for a change, people. Okay, we got a bridge. <laughs> We got the Mario it's an, ugly, it's an ugly bridge, which he illegally renamed. He didn't go through the proper channels, and he wasted taxpayer dollars changing all those signs. It is the Tappan Zee Bridge now and forever, and I'm making T-shirts. That could actually work. And Well, anyways, besides from our business ventures, uh, I'm really interested to see what will happen in the New York 2022 election uh, cycle. It's something that will really determine how New York will vote in the presidential election. And it'll also show how thick in the head some people will be when it comes to their support for if a person's just a Democrat or Republican. If people see this as black and white, you're going to see their voting patterns really just be that bland of an issue for them. It's going to be a lot more of a difficult task to actually get better people elected into the office if all they can see is a person's political affiliation without being able to look at what it is that that person stands for and what they can do. Nobody in their right mind should be able to say, I think that I, I think Cuomo deserves my vote because he's done such a seller job. No, he has killed more people. He, he's, he's been the worst thing to happen when it comes to mass casualties literally since 9-11. Like, it's not something that is, I'm saying lightheartedly, but this is something that's true. You look at the numbers. These were his directives. The homeless, uh, sorry, the, um, the nursing home scandal was his, and he blames Trump for it. Trump had nothing to do with it. We have staffers and everyone else going out and saying, guess what? This was true. We underreported on purpose. 
and the tyrant comes out and nothing happens to him. Can you imagine if Trump actually did put that directive? We'd still be talking about it. We're still talking about January 6th. We're still talking about when Trump said, grab him by the... We're still talking about when Trump uh, said that he... Um, about the, uh, what is it, the border wall. When Mexico is sending their people, they're not sending their best. We're still talking about these things to this day from media pundits. But this man, Cuomo, has literally killed thousands of people over this past year. And we don't even know how many he's killed so far. And what happens? Nothing. They might rescind his Emmy. That's about it. Oh, an award by the liberal elite, the blue anon, that goes and claps and says, oh, this is so nice. He's such a strong man of character. So nice. Oh, it was. I love the part where he said, you can just get another job. He literally said these things. These are, he, this is the most, he is the most tone-deaf person in the entire world. But it's not even just COVID. It goes beyond COVID. It goes beyond COVID. It goes beyond the SAFE Act, which is absolutely disgusting. And every single Republican who voted for the SAFE Act should be thrown out of office. Absolutely ridiculous. But it, it even goes beyond the Reproductive Health Act. It goes to the fact that when the state is billions of dollars in debt, he gave himself a raise to become the most high-paid governor in America. He doesn't care about the people he serves, not leads, serves. It doesn't matter if you voted for him or not. As governor, he is here to serve the people as the executive branch of the state government. And he only cares about himself. He has made this clear. I can't, I want any Democrat, I challenge you to give me a good reason, besides the fact that he's a Democrat and you don't like Republicans, that you would vote for Andrew Cuomo. You can't, it, it's impossible. He's destroyed the state. He certainly has. And what constitutes the raise? Let's look at this. Let's break this down. New York and California are probably some of the highest earning states in the country. I know California likes to throw on that they have the highest GDP for their state and whatnot. Yeah, and they're broke too. They're broke too. <laughs> we in New York, we have Wall Street. We have the entertainment industry. We have tourism. We have natural resources that we actually use. We, we um, have raw resources and materials that we're able to produce here. Um, and we have industry. How is it that we're failing? It's not like we have a drought. It's not like a hurricane hit or a it's tornado. It's social or welfare programs, Gabe. That's where all of our money goes. The Democrats admitted this two years ago. Democrats in Albany admitted that the state is broke because of social welfare program spending. You mm. can't you can't print enough money to fix the budget. And this is what I can't stand about politicians. They go, we need to raise funds. No, you need to cut spending. Stop spending all the money. They don't get it because it's not their money. It's our money. But they don't care. They see it. It's just numbers on the screen. They go, this is what we have to work with. Do we need more money? Yeah, you know, let's raise property taxes. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's absolutely ridiculous. How do you run one of the it, – it's, it, it's unbelievable. I don't understand how you run the state into the ground. Well, it's easy. You follow Cuomo's book on leadership. That's true. I mean, there are a few. There are two really good candidates run. I know uh, Giuliani's son just announced that he was running for governor. I don't know anything about him. I think that's just kind of a press move. But I know there are two really good candidates. Um, two that I'm actually a really big fan of, which kind of puts me at, in a bad spot because I really love Lee Zeldin, but I really love Sherrick Mike Carpinelli. I think he'd be an amazing governor, and he said he could repeal the SAFE Act on day one. So, I don't know. I'm kind of torn.
But speaking of financial failures, let's get into New York City, Gabe. And that complete loser who bankrupted possibly the only unbankruptable city in America because of all the tourism and industry that goes into New York City, Fuhrer de Blasio, now is refunding the NYPD, finally, after, I, I don't know, a something like 380% increase in violent crime, after we had like 24 shootings in 10 hours in New York City. Like, it's people getting shot in Times Square. Like, is this is this 1975? Uh, I mean, like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like, people getting stabbed in 7-Elevens. I mean, you lived in New York City, Gabe. Like, how, like, really, how bad was it? And you weren't even in Manhattan. You were in, you were in Queens. Like, mm-hmm. did you see that deterioration? Oh, 100%. Like, no question whatsoever. And I actually visited um, Herr Wilhelm's, uh, you know, city. Uh, this week, well, this Monday and Tuesday, actually, um, you know, went to go back see the family, and it was almost as if I'd never left, which is kind of a sad thing to say, because I certainly have seen the city go downhill, um, and COVID certainly, with the their draconian, arbitrary lockdowns, has certainly helped the decline. But aside from that, when you have the when you have the homelessness crisis that has not been addressed, and you just release them into the subways. And they don't receive the help that they need. And guess what? That billion dollars that defunded that were defunded from the NYPD, part of their task force and department that was eradicated because they had to appropriate funds was the homelessness response unit. So now you have a homeless issue. Can't call the NYPD. That's not their issue. They're not equipped. They're literally not equipped or tasked to be able to do that anymore because of the, how they defund it. And I was honestly on the fence about moving from Pennsylvania, New York, and, you know, was walking uh, along, uh, like, 9th Avenue, saw a bunch of crackheads, drug dealers, they, like, it's, like, this isn't, like, soft drug, like, okay, people smoke weed all the time, people deal weed all the time, it's New York, it's New York City, you'd expect that, but when you're talking about crack and stuff that's spiked, and you, you have these, like, hardcore substances out there, it's really, like, almost, it, the recipients of these people were, uh, were, it was almost as if it, whatever was, however this stuff was created was created in like a freaking um, like a jail. Uh, what was it called? The um, the jail toilets, like something that like not sanitary. Like it does not look good. And you have a bunch of like prostitutes, gang members walking around like it's nothing. Like they have nothing to lose, and they really don't because there's nothing's going to happen to them. Because God forbid you do, and God forbid it's a minority, it becomes a race issue. I'm telling you, not even Times Square is safe anymore. Not even the outer boroughs are safe. They want to shut down Rikers. They shut down Rikers because, according to them, people don't belong in cages. I'm sorry, but I personally don't find a person or a criminal that raped, uh, raped somebody, killed somebody. I don't consider that, per- that individual to be a person inhuman. I believe they forfeited that right when they tried and potentially succeeded in harming somebody else. But again, this is the democratic wing that we're talking about. So of course, people don't belong in cages and their rhetoric because they're going to try and you know eat at your heart. By the same time, they're going to build a jail in your backyard. This is something that's literal. That's what they shut down Rikers because it was a horrible institution, systemically and, uh, corrupt and whatnot. So they're going to put jails in community residential areas. But then he's still putting people in cages. But the whole thing is is ridiculous because again, this goes back to what we say all the time. And again. If you've never listened to our show before, it gets a little repetitive when we're talking about leftists because they have one very similar game plan. They don't actually have a plan to fix anything. 
So as we all know, we're not going to get into this too deep, but Colin Kaepernick's new book is about abolishing the police and the prison system. What are you going to do with criminals? If one leftist can tell me what you're going to do with a serial pedophile rapist when you don't have police or prisons that doesn't involve executing him in the street vigilante style, please, I would love to hear your plan. And detailed financials, how you're going to fund it, who's going to run it, all these other things, how you're going to enforce anything. They're so, listen, I told you I'll bring this word back. They're dumb. They are dumb. They are caught up in this, this rhetoric and the fervor of this nonsense. It's the same thing with the whole mask thing, right? The CDC just came out and said, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask at all. Congratulations. I'm not wearing a mask anyway. But, and all these liberals are going, well, I'm still going to wear my mask because I don't want people to think I'm a Republican. But if you wear the mask, then people are going to think you're not vaccinated. And if they think you're not vaccinated, they're going to think you're a Republican. So if you keep the mask on, people are going to think you're a Republican. But you're keeping the mask on because you don't want people to think you're a Republican. Mm-hmm. They're dumb. Well, They're dumb. Okay. They're sheep. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. But I'm bringing back the word dumb because these people need to be shamed. I'm sorry. They do. <laughs> they do. They need to be shamed. You're, listen, you're vaccinated. The CDC literally just said you don't have to worry about catching or transmitting coronavirus. I'm going to keep wearing the mask. You're dumb. Dumb. Well, it's funny because people are like, I wonder how we can identify people who haven't been vaccinated. And uh, Gavin, Gavin Wax and I both uh, tweeted out, we can put little stars on them. No, I love ben, Sh- I love ben Shapiro had my best approach to it, right? They go, well, if we, if, we, if we take the mask off, how do we know who's vaccinated and who's not? He goes, it's none of your business. You're vaccinated. You're protected. If they don't want to get vaccinated, that's a them problem. If I don't want to get the vaccine, that's my problem. If you can't get sick from me, and it let me worry about me, but they make it all about, oh, you care about people, right? I got in, I got in a the discussion with someone at my job. They were like, well, if you take the mask off and you haven't been vaccinated, then you don't care about people. I'm like, I completely disagree. I care more about freedom. I understand that this virus has a, no, I've, we're about to get banned off YouTube again, 99, over 99.9% survival rate for basically everyone under the age of 60. I'm not going to die from coronavirus. It's not going to happen. I'm probably pretty sure I already had it. I don't want to take an experimental vaccine. That's my choice. If I get sick, I get sick. It's my choice. If you and your entire family are vaccinated, guess what? You don't have to worry about me. I am officially letting every single leftist know they don't have to worry about my health. I think I can handle it, okay? Over 30 years on this earth, I can handle my own, my own health. I haven't gotten sick in like three years, okay? It's ridiculous. This lie that they care about everybody else. But yet, you want to take away everybody's guns. So you don't really care about me being able to protect my house and my family. You want to make everyone fund abortion. So you don't really care about my religious views or what I or it, the, the aborted fetus. Like, it's a lie. It's all a lie. This this facade about caring about other people it's all to make you look make yourself feel good and so that you look good to your neighbor it's the same thing with the lawn signs the lawn signs and the bumper sticker racism has no home here oh i'm sorry i thought you were a clan member before you put that sign on your lawn like come on give me like no one cares no one cares what you're doing in your house get over yourselves listen people should also you know if they're willing to and this was a joke but if people are willing to let so everyone, everyone know, know that, that there's this wonderful vaccine that they that they got, they put into themselves. 
and they're willing to show the world about their vaccine and how nice and virtuous they are. Might as well show, you know, if you have any STDs, you know, if you're, if you're diabetic, if you have cancer, you know, just, just list everything, why don't you? You don't want anyone to think that, you know, you're balding. You just want them to know you have cancer. Well, my favorite is like the people who are like 300 pounds, like, I got this shot for my health. <clears throat> so when are you hitting that treadmill and putting out the McDonald's for your health? Oh, no, it's only about COVID because for COVID, you can virtue signal. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I feel like that. And once again, I hope the I hope the vaccine's 100% safe. I hope it works 100%. I hope no one gets sick if, after they get the shot. But I just don't want to take an experimental vaccine. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but listen, I hope it works. I'm not, again, I, t- I tell everybody every time, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-forced vaccination. Because you should be able to take your own health into your own hands. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to hear the "my body, my choice" argument anymore. I, I mean, like this is literally the opposite of everything that feminism has stood for for the, for decades at this point. But they, they did. It's the same lie that they push with the mask, right? Oh, I wear my mask to protect you. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. Everyone over the age of of like twelve now in New York State can get a vaccine. So guess what? If they want to get it, they can get it. And guess what? If they don't want to get it. That's a choice. If I want to take that risk and not get a vaccine, that's it. It's too bad. You don't get to choose for me. It's the same thing as I don't get to choose whether or not you go to that McDonald's drive-thru. It's the way it is. <laughs> it's called freedom, people. This is America. For now. Yeah, for now. No, I mean, you're 100% correct. I just you can't stand the idea of people just going up there and saying like, oh, well, this is something that we all have to do. We all have to do our part. That's how you're going to get your freedom back. Like, if you look at when Joe Biden made this, you know, announcement, the CDC made this announcement, you know, you look at, you know, look at social media and their Twitter. like, if you get your vaccine, no more mask. If you get your vaccine, you get your life back. You get your life back. Literal oligarchs, tired-esque behavior going over dictatorial verbiage saying, you, if you do this for me, you will al- be allowed to have it. And this, and... My biggest thing is now when people like to attack Christians and like, oh, you're being paranoid if a Christian doesn't want to get the vaccine because they're like, well, if you read the book of Revelations, this kind of looks like or sounds like the mark of the beast. Literally, it's literally what this is. Hard times befall man. Good and, you know, good, strong Christians will, you know, work uh, in these hard times and be content with it and know that God has their back. Uh, the devil will come down and say, here's a way out to go back to normal happiness, that, that yesteryear that you enjoyed so much. And what happens? Oh, then there's a rapture. Now, listen. I'm not I, I was going to say, I didn't read that book. I'm Jewish. But Yeah, I know. It's in the second part. You only got the yeah, first. We, we got part one. Why, why you make a sequel? The first one's always better. But Gabe, the problem is that the government doesn't give us our rights. This is the other problem that the left has. They still believe that rights come from government. Our rights supersede government. The government is there to protect our rights, essentially from outside invaders themselves and other citizens. They're there to only to protect our rights. They do not give us our rights, but they still think that the government is king. They're not. They are the servants of the people. They serve at the will of the people. And if the people, it says inside, it's either the Constitution or Declaration of Independence. I've had a long day. If the government becomes tyrannical, the people must overthrow it and install a new one. I believe that's Jefferson. The pe- 
Yet the people are in charge. The government is not in charge. They do not give you your rights back. All the government does is take rights away. That's all they do. Mm -hmm. No, it certainly is. A, it certainly is a we the people uh, mentality. But last time we tried to do we the people, uh, the FBI got involved and they pushed aside their very, very busy, busy, busy schedule of looking into the, you know, the Clintons and the Bidens, all that stuff. And, you know, turning. We see the, the new video. You see the new video where that oh. Viking idiot was oh, talking yeah, where the to the Capitol Police officer? Yeah. And he's like, all right, we're going to let you guys in, but make sure you show us, like, no assault, no aggression. And they're like, all right, guys, it has to be peaceful. They were they were waltzed in there. The whole thing was a setup. Listen, again, they shouldn't be breaking stuff in the Capitol, but if they want to, if they do have the right to peaceably assemble, but you shouldn't be storming the Capitol, breaking stuff, because then it just makes you look bad. It does. No, yeah, certainly. But, but it's, this is not the first video that we've seen where cops are like come in other ones are like you have a right to be there go go well, this go. was like a little conversation like in the right. lobby with the guy right like, and no one was doing anything and they were literally like trying to keep it peaceful and then as we all know you know we're not allowed to talk about it but as we all know antifa and all these other blm people were mixed in and you know when you get group thinking it doesn't matter what's going on people get crazy that herd mentality but speaking of infiltration space force commander Got relieved of duty. He was removed. Forced pew, to go. Pew, 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 pew. Listen, I think they should have still called themselves Space Rangers rather than Guardians. I don't know. Guardians seems a little too self-entitled. Uh, but, Jesus, uh, what we're talking about here is, and I want to get his name right, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer appeared on a podcast, not this one, but a podcast. It would have been cool if he was on this podcast, to plug in his new book. Let me make sure I have the title right here. Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. He was there to discuss his book on his podcast. And he wasn't necessarily saying anything particular about the presidential administration. What's interesting about this is that he also went through all the proper channels. He went through his command. He went through the public affairs team. He went through the legal team. And they asked him, he, he asked, is this okay for me to publish? They said, you're fine. He publishes it, you're fired. It's God. because he was explaining how he's seen in his experience in the military, as at the time as a Space Force commander as well, he's seen that there has been an increase of Marxist communist sympathy within the military. And what better way to weaken an, an enemy, not by just uh, offensive physical tactics, but to weaken the mentality from within. And that's ideology what is the about. Ideology is the biggest killer, if you want to do it. Because also, remember, we always talk about this, right? Let's say there is a civil war. We always talk about the police would split, military would split, you know, there'd be people on both sides. If you slowly turn the military into a bunch of Marxists, their, their loyalty is no longer to the Constitution and the people. Their loyalty will be to socialism and to the government it's the it's actually the perfect plan if you want to install a socialist government you slowly turn the military and now the military will do your bidding whenever you want that's actually a really big this is a big problem that no one's talking about and then the fact that they fired him over this is a big problem i'll raise you one Evan. so for those of you who don't know in our military no matter what branch you have enlisted men which are the grunts and you have officers uh, which are those who are as a receiver college degree, think of them like your, um, your managers, you know, 
They're the ones that are in charge of your like department, let's say. Now, you have to get a bachelor's degree to, and then go through a specific training, minimum bachelor's degree, go through training to become, you know, this uh, enlisted. You get paid more, you get a better treatment than us regular uh, folks. Now, one way to get this is to do something called the ROTC program, which means that when you're in certain colleges offer you to become a commissioned officer within the military once you get your bachelor's degree and after you do military trainings uh, through while you're simultaneously in school. Now, what have we seen colleges and major universities produce? We've seen them produce left-leaning Marxists. We've seen them producing all sorts of people that are sympathetic towards radical left ideals. Meanwhile, you have people that are saying that Fox News should be taking it out of the cafeteria in all uh, military bases because they're afraid that that might be radicalized. Meanwhile, these guys are preaching about social justice, critical race theories, the 1619 Project, and it's critically, it's anti-American and it's fundamentally against what the military, what America stands for. But they don't get anything because now they're being outnumbered. These young and up-and-coming officers are now becoming more sympathetic to this and our military is now becoming more sympathetic to this. And now you have a whole army of, of people who are in charge of the military who will eventually become the Joint Chiefs of Staff that serve with the President that become his military advisor. These people will eventually be calling the shots. They're not just little lieutenants running around. They'll eventually become generals, admirals, you name it. That will be them. And what will be our military then? But if you look at it, it's not even just the military. Well, we also saw all the woke army ads now, which are absolutely ridiculous. But the CIA is doing the same thing. My favorite one was the CIA where they had the woman. She's like, I have like borderline personality disorder and extreme anxiety. First of all, if you're in the CIA, the last thing I want is someone with extreme anxiety disorder and borderline personality disorder. You should not be in the CIA. In fact, the CIA like hiring process is supposed to weed out people like that. But what they're doing especially under this, listen, I don't know if it's by directive of the new administration or just the Democrats in charge, because we all know Joe Biden is basically walking around with the lights on and nobody home. They're saying, hey, recruit people who are sympathetic to socialism, who are sympathetic to Marxism, who are super sympathetic to our, you know, big checklist of, you know, victimization and all these other things. So that even it, even after Joe, even after we're gone, guess what? These bureaucrats are going to be, they're still going to be here. And even if a Republican gets back in the White House, the entire system is still going to be pushing us towards socialism. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're doing it in broad daylight. This is, it's a blatant move. They don't care if anyone sees it. It's exactly what they're doing because in order to install a system of tyrannical government, you need people who think that tyrannical government is good. That's it. That's all you need to do. How do you think Joseph Stalin stayed in power? He was one guy. The guy standing next to him could have just took a, took a gun out and shot him in the head. They believe in it. The belief is the problem. And these people believe in socialism, with it, which is the most dangerous ideology in the history of the planet. They're responsible for, what is it, over 50 million deaths in the 20th century? Oh. Like, I mean, no, 100 million. Sorry, 50 was low. I was about to say Stalin was like 20 and Mao was like 20. And Hitler was like 10, like the, way low. We're not even talking about Pol Pot, Castro. All these, Like, it's ridiculous. More yeah. people were murdered by their own government under socialism than died in all the 20th century wars combined. It's 
absolutely ridiculous that anyone pushes this ideology. But what they're doing is they're trying to get people deep in the government that are that are part of the bureaucracy. And that's the problem we have with the bureaucracy is that they don't get voted out because they're not voted in. They get hired and they stay there for 20 years and they implement this nonsense. It's how we get stuff like nonsense that we get with the ATF and all these other things that are not elected officials and they're making laws. It's not the way the government works. You have to realize what's going on. If you're not willing to see what they're doing, they're going to take you by surprise. They did the same thing with education, right? All of a sudden it was like, oh my God, where'd all these leftists come from in education? Well, they've been there since the sixties. You weren't paying attention because they were quiet. Now they've taken over. They're going to do that with everything. That's their goal because their end game is socialism. That's it. That's what their end game is. They've been pushing it for decades. Now we got to look at it this way. Infiltrate the military, infiltrate our schools, will soon infiltrate the family structure. And I'm not talking about it necessarily, you know, uh, heterosexual versus homosexual. I'm talking about the idea of having a healthy family um, re uh, relationship within your home. That's next on the chopping block. What's, what's, what will be left of our culture? You see everything that this touches just decays. And we're seeing that, you know, oh, and oh, sorry, I also forgot entertainment as well. This yeah. is just being forced down your throat. Everyone just goes and tells you, and this is why, you know, Jack Posobiec came up with this great term, uh, Blue Anon. This, this herd sheepish mentality of everyone thinking the same thing, repeating the same thing towards you, but God forbid you quote back something that Tucker Carlson said or something on Fox or on Breitbart, and now you're a right-wing extremist who doesn't understand anything because you didn't watch CNN that was repeated by the same things of, uh, I don't know, what, uh, what was that uh, cooking lady? I don't know, Whoever. but CNN who hires literal Jew haters who yeah, praise no, Hitler, but, you know, Trump Trump's the Nazi. It, it does. It, it's so, dude. It's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Chrissy Teigen, I think her name is. Sorry. Oh, Chrissy Teigen is the worst. And I've been telling people for years. First of all, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. I can't stand either of them. They are both like these smug little, just like leftist little pieces of trash. And I've been telling people for years that she's a trash person. And he's a trash person. And everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" And now she's getting canceled by her own people because she told people to go kill themselves on the internet. She's not a good person. She she was a she was a model like what fifteen years ago, and he's a he's an okay musician. These are people are not role models. It doesn't make them good people. For the last time, someone being talented doesn't make them smart, and it doesn't make them a good person. Stop looking up to celebrities for your views. It's insane. Yeah, we're better celebrities to look up to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm the best person to look up to. It's unbelievable. But the last thing I want to just touch on really quick before we end out, Gabe, I know we didn't have this scheduled, but the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, apparently, in something that really shocked me, ruled 9-0 to zero that warrantless um, gun confiscations based off of a welfare check are unconstitutional. I couldn't believe it. I was so stunned that it was 9 to nothing because... If you think about it, the end game of the left is to take the guns away. Right. You cannot install socialism without taking the guns away. You have basically four leftists on the on the uh, on the court. Basically, right. nine to nothing. This is a huge win for the Second Amendment. A huge win for the Fourth Amendment. Both of which are extremely important in maintaining a republic. Gabe, how do you how did this make you feel? 
I mean, honestly, the fact that it was 9 to nothing is amazing. Um, you know, I understand that some of the, uh, the justices might have personal um, differences of opinion towards the matter. But honestly, credit where credit's due. It's a huge step for the Second Amendment. Hopefully, um, we can actually move this conversation onto red flag laws uh, in the near future. And if you guys want to learn about red flag laws, we actually did a podcast with Red Liberty Media. Uh, you can catch it on Spotify or any major news uh, platform. We're the second episode feature of Red Liberty Media, where we actually go into how it violates um, you know, the uh, due process, how it violates the 14th Amendment. And this is just another step in, I would say, the, the right direction. Again, nine to nothing, no dissent. That's huge. And especially when you have an administration that will use the Justice Department and has shown to try and use it as a means to bully people. Now, maybe this will give them and the left political left wing a an excuse to actually try and expand the courts. We'll see. But as of now, I'll take this victory, and I think it's great. I think it's a huge victory, and I think it was 100% the right call. And I think that if anyone went against this, then they should, they should be impeached because it's absolutely ridiculous. You cannot, you cannot allow for warrantless seizures of any property. Listen, we talk about red flag laws. Again, check out our episode of Red Liberty Media Podcast. But at least the red flag law, you have something issued by a judge. You essentially have a warrant issued by the judge. It can't just be, oh, someone was sick. You know, my, oh, my, my mother had a seizure. The police came in because they get there first because they're out in the streets protecting us. Thank you. And, oh, we saw you had, oh, the door was a little open and we saw that there might have been a, ma- uh, a, a, round, a nine millimeter round on the ground or a magazine, even though they didn't see it. Oh, we opened, we entered this room that had nothing to do with why we were there. Oh, you have illegal guns. We're going to seize them. That's a problem because then you're just making stuff up. Once you have access to a house, you don't get the whole house. That's not the way the Fourth Amendment works. It, it restricts what they're allowed to do. So the fact that it was nine to nothing is huge. It really definitely does give me hope that we can come back from this and we can start pushing back and uh, get our freedom back because we really have lost so much. Agreed. All right, well, that's going to be it for today, people. If you watched us live, thank you so much for watching us live. We, are, for now, are still we are back live on our Facebook page at Empire State Conservatives for now until we get uh, another 60-day ban for a me- for probably a meme from probably two years ago. But that's the way that Facebook works, right? But, guys, um, once again, thank you for watching. Make sure you visit our at our store at EmpireStateConservatives.com. Again, all the profits go back into expanding, into pushing the message of conservatism in new york and gabe why don't you give the people at home your three thousand handles all right so if you're on instagram you can find me uh at baron.montavo if you're on twitter it's baron underscore montavo facebook and linktree it's the baron montavo and if you are in the new york city area you're a young republican even if you're not check out the new york Young republicans club uh, the oldest and largest youngest republican club in the history of the united states uh and uh, we recently announced the social media handles for the Hispanic Conservative Caucus. Uh, you can find that on uh, our social media at um, underscore Hispanic Caucus on Twitter and on Instagram. And check out the NYYRC at NYYRC on all major social media handles. Yeah, guys, make sure to check out RedLibertyMedia.com, EmpireStateConservatives.com. Check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives. For now, we're still on Twitter. I'm working really hard to get banned, not intentionally. But I'm really just going after that piece of 
those pieces of garbage in the squad. I'm not, I'm not letting them get away with this nonsense that they're pushing about, about Israel. It's just, it's not happening. It's not happening. All right. I'm not a Jew with trembling knees. I'm not going to stand for it, but guys on Twitter, empire state cons. Um, I don't think parlor is a thing anymore. I can't. I, <laughs> so forget about that handle guys, but listen, once again, if you can't find us, always go to EmpireStateConservatives.com. All of our handles are listed on that website. So for that, everybody, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.